Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Okay, so I found this very interesting. I had a, uh, received an email from my good friend Scott Taylor, family lawyer and media commentator in Vancouver, and I haven't talked to Scott for some time. But uh, first of all, I'm sorry that I didn't stay in touch, but you didn't either. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. It, it, it works both ways. It really does. But it's certainly wonderful to, to be back and, uh, and to, uh, to, to help. Absolutely. Right. Well, you know, you always provide us with really interesting stories, uh, <laughs> really interesting information. And some of the things that you brought to the show, some of the individual cases have just been absolutely emotionally draining but at the same time, just so informative. But this one that you sent me an email about, Scott, a couple of days ago really caught my attention. Because here we are, we're in the middle of a pandemic, or hopefully we're closer to the end than the middle. But uh, you sent me an email suggesting that January may be the month for divorce in this country. So um, official studies, I did a little bit of background in from sort of dredging for this. Yeah. Official studies suggest divorce peaks in other months. But, but why is there the view, and, and I see among family lawyers, there is a view that January is the month when people say, that's it. Why? Well, and I think, you know, masks are certainly a good deterrent to catching COVID-19, Roy, but not to catching COVID divorce, I think, is, is one way of putting it. But what I've noticed in my own practice is that, again, divorce takes a year of separation, typically, to get granted a divorce. But what I've noticed, an uptick in certainly in January, is more people are asking um, questions. More people are looking for advice as to what you know what they're entitled to if should they separate or divorce. Some are, are already separated or divorced, but they're looking for information. And, and I have noticed, yeah, there's more people. It might be the beginning of the new year because of the you know the vaccinations. There's maybe a hopeful outlook and. These people are perhaps looking for, you know, to, to, to for some, uh, you know, a new a new life for them as well. Mm -hmm. I think many of us probably were of the view, of the opinion, or just sort of deductive reasoning that may not have been built on any solid foundation. But during the pandemic, when people were requested or required to remain indoors in their homes as a family unit. We knew that there were domestic issues taking place. We knew there were mental health issues, people becoming overly stressed. But I think there might have been a, a line of thinking, Scott, that this is the time when people are not going to separate because where are you going to go? It's going to be very difficult to find a new residence, right? Where are you going to go? So so maybe you tough it out, but that may not be the case. Well, well, I, I think, Roy, um, and there's an expression you're probably familiar with. It's familiarity breeds contempt. And I, oh, I, think, yes. I think the enforced isolation, the quarantining, um, has had an impact. It has had a, a quite a serious impact on a lot of people. A lot of couples have said, look, all this quality or not quality time you and I have been forced to spend together, uh, I've now decided, uh, you know, that's enough. Enough is enough. Time for me to, to, to branch out on my own, to start a new life on my own. Um, and those are the people saying, well, what do I need to do next? Like, what are the next steps? Like, yep. what am I entitled to? And that's, that's not a bad thing. People finding out what their rights are, right, I, I see that's a positive sign in a certain way. Now, you know, uh, people could be counseled. People could, be, could change their mind. But knowing what you're entitled to, whether you decide to separate or not, is absolutely essential. Absolutely yeah. essential.
Yeah. Um, so, so there's no, uh, let me put it this way. You will not go through a month of January, Scott Taylor in Vancouver, yeah. Taylor Law Group. You will not go through a month of January where you don't have somebody calling you or visiting you saying, I want your counsel because I want a divorce. Oh, no, no. There are people regularly calling and saying, look, I'm thinking about separating from my spouse. Uh, I'm thinking about separating. What are my legal rights? Um, there may be children involved. There may be there's property involved, support issues. Those are people saying, look, I, I, just, I just need to know. But I, I've got some tips. I've got some tips, Roy. And, and if, if people follow these tips during this particularly stressful time, they're going to be much better off. Okay, I, I what are they? Number, number two, well, first off, the very first one, and I, this happens all the time, I call it make no promises. Because what people will do, people will say, look, Scott, I've talked to my spouse. I've, we, we've already agreed. All I need you to do is write it up. Just, just write it up. We've already agreed. Come to terms on absolutely everything. And then after a, a discussion with them as to what their legal rights actually are, I give them the very bad news that what they've, had a, what they've reached by way of a verbal agreement with their spouse, they've given away maybe hundreds of thousands of dollars. And I say to them, you're actually legal entitled to more than you've, you've agreed to with your spouse. So then they have that discussion with their spouse that that verbal agreement, that, that sacred promise that they've come to, isn't going to hold water, it isn't going to happen. And what that does, immediately, any prospect of any kind of negotiation, uh, settlement of, of some sort, that disappears. Because the other person thinks, they've broken this promise. And the mm -hmm. promise isn't legally binding. But, of course, in everybody's mind, Roy, it is. It's a promise. You don't yeah. break promises. So, yeah. so the very first thing I say to people, and people do this all the time, make no promises. Not until... You know what your legal rights are, but there's there's, there's another there's a couple and, and again these are these actually have happened oh these are constants and Ronald Reagan had an expression Roy that you know it, it's trust uh, you know but trust verify but verify you know yeah. so yeah. sometimes a, a spouse will will call and say look um, they're they've, they've had this conversation with their their, their spouse and the spouse has said look you can't claim this. You're not legally entitled over there to do that. No, no, you, you can't. The law says you're not able to do that. And they come to me and they say, they say Scott, um, I just want to confirm a couple things. My, my spouse has said that I, you know, I'm not entitled to support or I can't, I, I, my name's not on this piece of property. I can't make a claim on this piece of property. And I listen. I listen patiently, which uh, I'm not typically patient. And I say, that, that's not true. You have these. You have these legal rights, and and basically, I say to them, if you trust your ex to the extent that you're saying your your legal information is reliable or trustworthy, then I say to them, you know, half-heartedly, perhaps you should stay together in that relationship because trust is an important element of any relationship, and that so trust. But verify that that is yeah, absolutely, just to verify. absolutely. You know, while you were talking, I just I just realized that probably half the population of this country, because I think the divorce rate is around fifty percent, yeah. isn't it? Is that yeah, what it is? It is. Around fifty percent. Yeah. So fifty percent of people who promise to you know stay together and do everything together until 
they no longer can, yep. uh, are not going to do that. They yeah. will be they will be heading off to divorce court yeah. at some point in their in their marriage. So half the country is paying extremely close attention. And I, th- I find this really interesting again that we come to January, which is sort of the I, I don't know. For some people, it's it's a wonderful month of the year. For others, it's the doldrums. It's hanging on to your sanity just in in the best of times, <laughs> hanging on to your sanity as it's cold and the nights are long and you yeah. you know you know the feeling. <laughs> Got to get up in the morning, shovel snow. Oh my God, I hate it. Um, so now we we have this this view, and interestingly, you expressed it. And there have been some news stories on it that I found. The January could be the month where the where divorce peaks. Mike is in uh, in North Vancouver. How are you, Mike? I'm doing very well, thank you. Yes, sir. I understand you have more of a question than a story for, for Scott Taylor. I'm not divorced. I have to go through a divorce. I know that now. I have a wife who's an alcoholic. I put her into rehab twice. I can't fix her. She's not fixable. She's... Um, a thief in stealing money and embezzled. I've charged. So, so Mike, because somebody I, might be able to recognize your voice, I don't want you to go any further with specifics. What's the question for Mr. Taylor? Yep, yep. Um, I need to go about getting, I believe, since I've been listening to your program, a legal separation first before I can go through a divorce. And how do I go about doing that, sir? Well, well, the first thing, uh, again, I appreciate your call. Um, the first thing you need to do is basically, like a legal separation again simply means a separation agreement something something in writing uh you can be separated already you can be separated living under the same roof for example that might be the case i don't know but um that is the case for, all right well if, if you're separated but even living under the same roof um you are in fact legally separated there's a lot of confusion people don't know what legal separation actually means it just means there's a, a separation agreement but you're actually separated already the, the first step, uh, the first step is to basically have disclosure. In other words, there has to be disclosure between yourself and, and your spouse. And once there's disclosure yep. between the two of you, I should ask before I do: Are there any children in this situation? No, sir. No, no children. Okay. So, so basically, there's going to be disclosure, financial disclosure from both of you, and then at that point in time, yep. um, that at that point in time. You can, with with help, uh, basically apportion what there is in the relationship, and uh, and and move on from there. Scott, is Mike at a position uh, at a time in his uh, divorce uh, decision that he needs legal representation of some kind? I mean, does he well, need to t- talk to you or a family lawyer? Well, I, I think that yeah, this is a perfect example, uh, Roy, of a situation where I always say to people, don't. Don't do anything. Don't take any steps. Again, again, don't overpromise. Don't do anything until you have at least gotten some advice about what your legal rights are. And okay. if if Mike was calling me, I would simply say, look, I would ask him some questions about the about the background, but uh, also about assets, liabilities, length of the relationship, and some other questions. All right. And I'd be able to say to him, you know what? These are some of the areas that uh, that we need to focus on, and even propose some solution. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.